All right. We've got a full house today on the podcast. Welcome, Overcomers. I'm Jen Harp with Diary of an Overcomer. And as always, my co-host, Carol Patterson. Carol, say hi. Hello, everyone. And we have with us Brittany Snuffleupagus. Brittany, I don't have your last name. What is it? (laughs) McCarty. All right. And Alicia Hammond. Hello. Has anybody ever said Hammond time? Uh, not like sure. hammer time. That's a good one. No, I don't Thank think you. So, but I, I appreciate that. All right. You can make t-shirts of it later. Yes. yes. I'm a marketing genius. I don't know if you knew this about me. We're going to be um, talking about smart recovery with these two ladies today. And Carol, you want to take it over from here? Sure. We kind of fell into smart about four or five months ago. Yeah. Here at Shepherd's Gate. And we have just really seen it take off. And that's why I wanted to help our listeners understand this rather new uh, form of recovery that we put on top of several other methods of recovery. And Alicia, what is SMART recovery? Yeah. So SMART Recovery is actually, it's a science-based program and it's designed to support individuals that are struggling with different addictive behaviors or just life challenges. Um, The great thing about SMART Recovery is that it offers practical tools um, to help people manage uh, their cravings, um, urges, problem solving, um, and, and just addressing life issues with addiction and substance abuse. So it's not just for someone that's struggling with addiction. No, it can be used for anyone struggling with harmful habits in their lives. That's great because the women that we serve have multiple issues. It it might be a homeless woman that doesn't have an addiction problem, but she struggles with other life challenges that this could help her navigate through. That's very true. Can you give an example of harmful habits? Yeah. So it could be, uh, we've seen women that have had harmful habits such as addiction or uh, gambling, um, uh, domestic violence, you know, um, overeating, overeating. So overeating, gambling, um, sexual addictions we've seen, but those would all be kind of under addiction, right? I just want to be clear about the... Well, you could think of... In a domestic violence situation, it might be a woman that continues to gravitate back to her abuser mm-hmm. and she wants to stop it, that urge, but she just doesn't know how to navigate through the goal of, I, for the safety of my life and my children and moving forward in life, my goal is to not return to my abuser. Mm-hmm. That can be addressed in Smart Recovery. Okay. On the website, it specifically says, and other harmful behaviors. That's what really jumped out to us and why we gravitated to this method of recovery, because all women in our program can participate in this. Mm -hmm. All struggle with Mm -hmm. unwanted behaviors. We've seen a few women speak about their negative thought patterns or cutting, things like that as well. Alicia, what are the four points within the SMART model? 
Yeah. So with the SMART model, we have um, four points, which is building motivation, coping with urges, problem solving, and living a lifestyle with balance. And it's so interesting that other recovery models really don't address those things. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. It's so interesting that building motivation to want to stop this negative behavior. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I just think it's, it's, there's tools that we use in smart recovery that helps build those motivations within, you know, the clients and the residents that we're working with. They have to discover that there is a motivating factor that consequent, if they go back to their addiction, there's a consequence associated with that and the motivation of not um, going backwards to that. Yeah. And the good thing about SMART is you don't have to have the motivation to quit doing the harmful behavior, but the likelihood of somebody discovering that they want to is very high because like Alicia was mentioning, we do tools in the recovery meeting um, that will help someone identify that maybe they do want to stop. So this is not taking place of AA or NA or Celebrate Recovery. This is a tool to be added to, correct? For us here at Shepherd's Gate, yes, it's an add-on. It is, um, for some other programs, it might be their sole way of doing recovery. But this is, we address, we work with AA, NA, 12 Steps, um, Celebrate. Celebrate Recovery. So this is just an addition to what we are already practicing. So is we're a Christian long-term recovery program, residential program. A lot of people ask me right away when they hear SMART. So is it Christian-based? And what would you guys say on that? Yeah, that's a great question. So SMART recovery is secular in nature. But it also allows individuals to integrate their own spiritual spirituality if they choose to do so. And we're easily able to do that within the structure of Shepherd's Gate. The tools that we use um, definitely have a spiritual component to it. Um, in our processing groups, we start our meetings off with prayer. We close in prayer. So we invite Jesus to be along for the ride um, in our groups. And I would say that we use the word of God to um, dispute some of the lies that they be believe in themselves. Correct. So we're able to have that freedom in these meetings to be able to add that um, to the process. Yes. And then also the nice thing about SMART is the tools and the information and the goal setting. It's complementary to a case manager can work through them. They can be working with it in, in their process groups. Um, they could use it with their AA sponsor mm -hmm. um, in combination with that. So it's, I feel like it's more of an open book of what is it truly that you're working towards because it's so much the issue is so much bigger, for example, if someone was addicted to alcohol. There's something else going on that's driving them to the point of, I need to go buy the bottle of vodka today or go to the bar. Mm -hmm. It could have been a arguing 
with the wife or the husband or um, failing at school. Something is driving you to that. In SMART, there's a lot of great tools that case managers can use and sponsors can use. What tools do you see? And and the, also the nice thing is that all these tools are available for free on their website. Yeah. The worksheets to help someone go through navigating. What tools do you see as the most useful? So some of the tools that we've already introduced to the women in the program that I think are very beneficial is um, the CBA, which is the cost benefit analysis worksheet. And so that's really going to help an individual weigh the pros and cons of their addictive behaviors. Um, It enables them to better understand the benefits that they believe they're receiving from their behaviors, but it also sheds light on the negative consequences that it brings. Uh, Another real popular tool that we've used in um, case managers have used, we've used in our support groups, is the hierarchy of values. And so this will help individuals clarify their core values and prioritize. Uh, priorities. Um, It helps them really understand what truly matters to them so that they can align their actions with their values. I think each week I hear you guys talking about a new worksheet that you've gone through um, on the whiteboard with the women. Yeah, we really enjoy all the different tools in the worksheets. And I think the women in the group really enjoy um, sharing amongst their peers and working through the different exercises that we do on the dry eraser board and and really taking time to slow down and think through uh, different choices we've made in the past and how it now affects our future and then what decisions we need to make for our future ahead. You know, each person's on is on their own journey and and coming into self-awareness of just different life choices that they've made and goal setting for their future. So it's important. And I noticed that one of the things Carol has implemented at Shepherd's Gate, I love the, you know, the smaller celebrations of like, hey, you went through this 30 days, we're going to celebrate that. Or, hey, you know, whatever it might be, there's these smaller goals and then a celebration. And it sounds kind of like that. that's what you're talking about here is like chunks of smaller goals, like setting those goals. Um, and so for some of the women, I'm sure they've never set a goal in their life. I know I've talked to some of them, so, um, that would be a good thing. Yeah. And each week we do a check-in. So it is really nice to see them light up when they can share that they did accomplish their goal from the previous week. And it also builds a really good sense of community and unity when we're doing the worksheets together then each resident is learning more about the other resident, which in return, you know, results in more compassion and patience with one another. So I think that doing it together as a group is really beneficial as well. That's a great point. And and I think they help if they understand what your goal is this week, they want to help you get to that, achieving that goal. Um, And that could be, if, the, if someone was outside of Shepherd's Gate, something like that model could be um, implemented in a family um, where the family's helping you achieve your short-term goal this week. Yeah, 100%. I think 
having a teenager at home, you know, using something with the, like the cost benefit analysis would definitely help her decide, you know, which decision she wants to make. And it really empowers her to make that decision rather than me just telling her. Yeah. So I definitely think we could use that at home. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to be, a lot of takeaways on SMART. So how have you incorporated it into the program? Yeah, so like we kind of touched on, um, we have a weekly processing group with the women in the program. Um, And kind of like what Brittany mentioned, um, we have a check-in. Again, we always start off in prayer. um, And then we do a check-in of our unwanted habits. And we share about how maybe our weekend went, any challenges or victories that we um, experienced. And then we dive into a tool. And so usually we'll introduce a new tool each week. Um, and we do the exercise on the dry eraser board. So for example, if it's the cost benefit analysis tool, we're up there and we're writing down, you know, short-term and long-term consequences of, you know, drinking alcohol or, you know, what were the benefits of drinking alcohol? Because probably in the beginning, you thought there was some sort of benefit to, to doing that. Um, and then you have a really good visual of, wow, the the short-term benefits of drinking versus the long-term consequences of drinking really outweigh each other. And so um, it's just a good visual. Um, and then at the end, we do a checkout. So we'll, we'll share kind of what we learned in group today, any aha moments, um, and then we'll also set our goals for, for the week. And we try to get really specific with our goal, goals. I think in the beginning, we noticed the women we're setting very vague goals like um, I'm going to eat better this week. Well, instead of being so vague, let's kind of like narrow it down. Like, you know, one day this week, I'm going to have one healthy dinner and just having like those baby steps and not trying to um, go to the extreme and then feel like a failure when you can't meet those goals Mm -hmm. and just doing just the baby steps. Um, I think has been really good for the women. And I think we've noticed that the women um, really enjoy, like Brittany mentioned, they enjoy sharing that they achieve their goals and what they're going to tackle next week. And it's just building um, a real safe, supportive community amongst us and the women. Also, um, we've incorporated it with the case manager. So our case managers are all trained as smart recovery facilitators. They're familiar um, with the tools that are used in smart recovery. And so they're able to pull out specific tools uh, depending on what their resident might be going through. You know, if they need help remembering why they came to this program, maybe doing the HOV, the hierarchy of values, is a good reminder of what is important in your life. And knowing that if I go back to my unwanted behaviors, I could potentially lose everybody on this list. Yeah. And are these steps that are easily transferable, like when when they're out on their own and, and live in life? I mean, are these tools usable for them as individuals out on their own? Are yeah, something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I'm even using the tools in in my own life. And so these are tools that you can have with you for the rest of your life, no matter where you go, you can always, you know, have them in the back of your pocket, even, you know, if you were going to smart recovery meetings, and you learned the tools and decided not to go anymore, the tools are still something that you have in your toolbox that you can pull out whenever you need to. Because one of the four points is helping problem solve. And going through these 
tools and these worksheets on a regular basis gives you better problem-solving skills. And also you can carry that into after you've graduated from Shepherd's Gate into your relapse prevention plan and um, and working with your sponsor. Yeah, absolutely. What do you see as the future of SMART here at Shepherd's Gate? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, I see SMART Recovery as a complement to our already existing phenomenal program. Um, <laughs> And I believe that by integrating SMART's practical tools um, that we can further support our residents in building that foundation and having that lasting recovery. From whatever that might be. From whatever that might be. From mm-hmm. cigarette smoking to alcohol drinking to negative thought patterns to toxic relationships, you name it. Can you tell us uh, any success stories so far? I, I know it's early on. I think we're already seeing success with the smart recovery uh, format. You know, um, staff has seen a positive shift in the mindsets of our residents since incorporating smart recovery. Uh, We're beginning to see that they're challenging their irrational beliefs and their negative thought patterns and um, replacing that with healthy perspectives and, you know, God's healthy perspective of who he says they are. Um, and so this is crucial for, for building a strong foundation in recovery. Um, we're also seeing that the residents are engaging more in open discussion, sharing their experiences. Um, like Brittany had mentioned, having that compassion for one another and supporting one another in their journey. So we're seeing um, more of a sense of community around the women. Some listeners might be out there and they they want to start smart. They want to know more about smart. Uh, because it's early on, I think this was uh, developed in 1984, there's still a small group of meetings online and in person that you then someone can attend, like an AA meeting, yeah. but, but doing it differently with the worksheets, as you guys have talked about. Um, you guys have tested this out and participated in some online meetings. Um, So there's, I think there's what, about 2,500 meetings in international, around the world that you can log on to and participate. Someone could become a smart facilitator, like both of you have done your training and your certificates like many of our staff have been excited to um, take the training and learn about these worksheets and how to navigate someone through um, developing their goals. Um, And their website is pretty thorough in covering everything and providing you with all the free tools. And that's smartrecovery.org. And... What else would you say to someone that wants to know more about SMART? I think the biggest thing is just to try it and attend a few meetings, see if you like it. Um, It's definitely hard to judge unless you've gone through it yourself. So to go on the website, look at the tools and just attend a few meetings and be open when you go and yeah, just try to remain open-minded. Are, are there sponsors inside SMART? 
So SMART does not have sponsors. It's more of a peer-to-peer support. Okay. So that's, yeah, it's a little different. I I was surprised how open the women were in the support group. I was a little nervous, you know, as being a staff member and Brittany being a staff member, were the women going to feel comfortable and safe enough to really open up and share? And I have just been blown away um, from just their vulnerability and their transparency and just how raw and honest that they have been. And um, it's really been helpful for me to get to know the women on a deeper level and to hear it out of their mouths, what they're struggling with. Um, But would you, you would agree? Pretty open. Yeah, definitely. And it also, it encourages them to speak out in other meetings or Bible studies, what other groups they're attending. It helps them build that courage Mm -hmm. to to talk openly because that's a lot of the women, um, they struggle with speaking in front of others. So I've noticed that they are opening up more in other classes and outside meetings as well. So it's giving them all kinds of skills. Correct. It is. I I I got to sit in on yesterday's meeting and what surprised me was the openness. A lot of tears, a lot of tissue, but one woman shared she She's newer to the group and Mm -hmm. she was hearing all the other women process through their urges and their goal setting. And she said so, so tenderly, she said when it came to her turn, so is it too late for me to try? And I'm like, there's the aha moment through this group. She's seen women's stories unfold. And she has now realized that it's not too late for her, that she too can achieve the unwanted behavior and the freedom of overcoming her personal situation. Um, So I thought that that was a telling moment yesterday. And, And you can definitely feel the Holy Spirit in these meetings. Um, And you're inviting the Holy Spirit to be present in order to Mm -hmm. guide the facilitators to comfort the women and to share honestly and encourage them and to celebrate with them. So that we're excited about this additional component uh, to Shepherd's Gate. And it's open for anyone out there that can go to the Smart Recovery website. As usual, we'll have all that information in the show notes. Yeah. All right. Uh, is there anything else, ladies, that you want to share before we end our podcast? Nope. We're just excited to share this information with the outside world because not a lot of people know about Smart Recovery. And I would say all the other recoveries are so important too. 12 step, AA, NA celebrate recovery. They're all important and, and God gravitates people to whatever they need to overcome and to draw closer to him through this process. So one method is not going to answer everyone's um, issues. That's so true. Mm -hmm. This is just a new added 
piece that we can include all the women at Shepherd's Gate, not just those that suffer from alcoholism or heroin addiction. It's mm-hmm. everyone gets to be at the table. Yep. Yeah. All right, Overcomers, we've come to the end of our podcast episode, and we thank you so much for hanging out with us. And I hope that you found this information about smart recovery helpful. Again, if you have any questions or any prayer request, you can email cpatterson at shepherdsgate.org. And if you're already emailing her, if you are getting any benefit from this podcast, go ahead and send some encouragement. We always like to hear about how this podcast is blessing people. You can also like, subscribe, share with your friends, comment, send us some love, send us prayers, whatever, we'll appreciate it. All right, Overcomers, thank you once again for giving us your valuable time. And until next time, God bless.